In organizational politics, manipulation of power is exercised where parties will compete for power by playing the politicking game. To those who don't have good tactics, they will lose the game and maybe jeopardizing their position in the organization. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Good morning, people of the internet. Unless you're listening to this at night. Hey, am I by myself today? <laughs> oh, there you are. I was starting my, my timer, my stopwatch, because you know, when it's when I'm really hosting and in the primary host position, boy, do you have the time on for me. So I just want to make sure I got it. Oh, I thought I was hosting this one. Oh, okay. All right, then. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Playing politics again, positioning for power. <laughs> speaking no of surprise. Speaking of position of Paul, uh, power, listen, I'm curious, Christopher. You've done some some serious work in corporations and you've worked in many different corporations and also in business and in general. Um, but let's just think about the corporate world because I'm, I'm sure we do this in personal lives as well. Do you play politics? Do you play into the politics of the office? Mm. I don't. Yes. Okay. What does that mean for you? So you answered yeah, yes to what? like. Like, here's the thing. I hate it. Right. I hate it. But with my understanding of just kind of like the human brain, right? Like how Mm -hmm. the human brain works, there's things that we have to do to get what we want. There's things that we, we have to do to move an organization or a team forward. There's things that we must do to um, help our teams. So I dislike it, but I do sort of feel like it is necessary. Right. If I could expand on that a little bit, the well, things that are expand nece- on my thought, my story. <laughs> oh, girl, I'm gonna go. add. Just... I'm gonna add my thoughts. Uh, my thoughts to oh, some of that okay. stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. I understand. You want to piggyback <laughs> off, right? It's always my ideas, and Kyle's just riding. Okay. Riding what? the pig. I've back. never seen anyone <laughs> on a pig's back. Like, where does that even come from? A pig. Actually, back? did you know that you can actually ride a pig? I did not know that. That's why yeah. I'm like, where did that even come from? A piggy. Back? I suspect that it's unpleasant for the pig, but I remember I remember growing up that we were told that you could ride a pig. I have never seen someone do it. And it seems rather cruel to me. Yes, and also unnecessary. But yes. apparently you can ride a pig. Yeah. Now let me just take what you just said, right? It's it's it happens. Um, it's cruel and sometimes unnecessary. And I think that's the distinction of the whole politics, right? Oh, girl, I see what you just did there, girl. (laughs) Do you see what he did, guys? (laughs) Listen, I'm a master coach for a reason. (laughs) Can you say that again? Do you even remember the words? Can you say that again? Of course, you know, based on what you said about, you know, the piggybacking is one, it's cruel, right? And it's, and it sometimes is unnecessary. 
right? So we're all good with doing what needs to happen in an organization, which is the early part of your conversation, right? It's like, hey, it's necessary. We need to do something. There are things that we just sometimes need to do. And that's fine. That's not the issue. The issue is when it becomes cruel and unnecessary because sometimes someone else, usually a leader or someone in a position of authority is actually adding dynamics to a situation in the organization that makes it cruel and unnecessary. Let me tell you a situation with earlier in my career and I listen, I, and we've tried, we've chatted about this on a previous podcast that I just understand what work is necessary and I'm getting in there and doing it. Right. And um, there's many times I'll be able to do that. However, I had this one leader that, you know, she added elements to the role such as, well, can you guys all come over to my place? We'll get together and we will, you know, have some fun. And I didn't really care much for her only because of how she talked to people, right? It's just the way she said certain things. I, I, if, if I didn't know this term at the time, but she was duplicitous, right? She showed one face here and showed another face there, right? Like I'm really chummy chum. I'm a really nice person. But when something goes wrong, she really belittles people, how she communicate. So I didn't want to go to her house and hang out with her and to socialize with her, even though I know it's necessary because, you know, she was my leader, she was my manager, right? And there's times that you want to build that relationship beyond your work, right? Um, and sometimes that makes sense. But because of who she was, I didn't really want to play that game, that politics of being nice outside of work to her and doing additional things that was quote unquote outside my job, right? And I think there's other ways for people to do that. I remember another situation where, you know, I was being passed up for interview uh, for a position and, you know, uh, it wasn't my direct leader at the time made that decision with another leader above her. And she said, Kyle, just check the box. Just, just do the thing. Just apply again. I'm like, I don't need that position. I'll just do what I do because people are going to naturally, you know, come to me anyway. I don't need the title. And she goes, no, 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 no. You just need to play that game. You just need to um, check the box, play the politics. And that's when I was really getting a grasp of this thing that sometimes is, comes across as cruel, as unnecessary, is sometimes necessary for me to get to a position I want to be where I know I can do better things. And if these people who are above don't allow that to happen, then I'm not going to get into that position. I have a think? question for you. How do you reconcile the conflict with your values? Mm. Because I think that's what people are going to run into listening to this. Like, I agree with you. Like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? And, and I know that, like, when you do it, you do it to progress yourself, your team, and the organization. Like, you're always thinking about those things. And, and always it's in benefit of your customer. Like, I know that about you, right? So it's kind of those four things, really, when we also consider the customer. How do you reconcile it with your values? Because it does require a compromise or a reinterpretation of how you perceive your values. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think it, I've learned that they're not compromising my values, right? Sometimes they may feel like they're trying to take it away. But my thing is about understanding that I could still hold on to those values. And now I have to switch. Or, you know, if I dare say this, this word that we've learned in the last year or two, um, I'm able to pivot to strategy and tactics. Now I see if it like, as what's a it, game. Like, I want, I want to go deeper than that for a second. Okay. What is the, like, because I think most people, like, because I think, 
you have like, like you seem to be able to separate it. It's like this thing I have to do over here doesn't have to be attached to who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. I just know this is necessary to get the results I want. Like, you know, which is, you know, in a weird way, it's kind of sociopathy in a mild form, right? <laughs> you know, the you truth is, me? though, is that, well, you look at it, and it's like, it's like, if, if you actually look at the dark triad, a, a high yeah. percentage of CEOs have sociopathy, narcissism, or, or, or psychotic behavior in some form or another, right? Um, you, you know, so, so, so there is a detachment, but I'm thinking like, you know, for a lay person who is somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, like, which is, you know, really where I think you live, but, Mm -hmm. but how, like, what does somebody do when playing the corporate politics means compromising a personal value? I mean, that's a great question. I don't know if I have an answer really for it um, because obviously I mirror back to how I just, turn that switch on and just do that game and just, you know, strategize on it, you know? uh, So I think um, I'd be curious how people do it for themselves or what they could be able to do. Uh, You know, one of the main thing I would say for myself is uh, always, I don't lose sight of my values. I I check in with it. And it's almost like a renegotiation of myself in that moment to say, okay, this is what you need to do. It's almost like, hey, you know what? I don't want to spend 45 minutes driving to a place, but if I really want that thing that I have to go and get, then I'm not thinking about I'm driving 45 minutes, right? I'm thinking about, hey, that's just what I need to do. Like some people don't want to take a four and a half hour flight, but again, that's the flight you need to do because what's the alternative? The alternative is walking. The alternative is taking a bus. The alternative is driving. And that may drive more pain that could also be more painful and unnecessary that I want to avoid as well, right? So if I want this thing, me saying, oh no, I need them to know my vows, like you will have an opportunity to still do that. Hence why I want to get it because I'm gonna be in a different position where I can be that change that I want to see, right? I could be the thing to do that. So um, if I don't, I, from my, it's a great question. I just don't think of it, at least for myself, I don't think of it as, oh, hold on, let me check in with my values. It's almost like it's automatic, at least for me, right? Um, but I would say to someone, yeah, in the beginning, you had to be mindful of that, right? I think what I hear you saying is that some of it is a renegotiation, but I also hear sometimes it's a perception about, like, is there a new interpretation of your value system in that moment, right? Like, like it. I, I think about it this way. It's like, sometimes I have to say something that makes the other person feel comfortable so that I can get what I need for my team. Yeah, right. or perceived control. Cause I don't know her intentions. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I can guess what it was, but if she wanted to control me or to influence her ego or to make sure, you know, that I listen, you know, and, and I think we had a story one day, you know, when I think I told you about the little kid running in the doctor's office and her dad is like, you know, you need to sit here. You're not going to run anymore. And he grabs her and says, sit down, you know, and she's like, I'm still running in my mind. You know what I mean? Like you could still. But she run. actually said that out loud, right? Yeah, like it, it was really cute, right? Yeah. It was like I'm. She's like I'm still running in my mind. I'm still running like, in my really? mind, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes they they don't need to know that 
stuff inside mm-hmm. my head. And if you just want to hear me acquiesce and be somewhat servitude in this moment for you, then renegotiate it for yourself. It doesn't wipe out your beliefs or wipe out your core values, right? At least for me, it never did. I'm like, okay, you want that? No problem. Yep. Yep. Sure. So what did you do in this case with this particular, this well, was this per- your time at McDonald's, right? Yeah, it was this is back at McDonald's. And this particular person, I actually did not, you know, uh, acquiesce to her. I did not do any of those things. And pretty soon someone else, thank God, picked me up. And so I was transferred out of her on her team and went to someone else. And I really, and here's the thing, you know, what's interesting about it. And now that you said that whole other piece, you know, uh, Christopher, is that she didn't even want me to go. She actually tried to get in the way of my transfer. And I just thought to myself, you'd get rid of me. Why would you want me to stay? But I think there's something there. She just felt she wanted to break me. She wanted to have that control over me. She was determined to have me show up at her house and do all those things and, you know, check that box. And um, I'm so fortunate that this other leader saw beyond that and just said, nope, I'm making a decision. I'll go over your head to get the final word if you want, but he's going to be on my team. And I was able to force on the team. And I did do it. I did do when there was moments I saw that I need to play politics. I did play the politics and it actually got me to where I needed to be a lot faster. But these are the people I don't think they even knew I was that deliberate or tactful in playing the politics. I don't believe they knew it, Um, but I knew that I had to do it and I did it. And I got what I wanted a lot quicker by doing that. It's super interesting, actually. So, so there is this, um, I came across a, a study. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny, actually. So it's from 2013. It's in the International Journal of Business and Social Science. Uh, I would call it more of a white paper than a, than a study. Like it's, and, and there are some concerns with it. So just listen to the title here, okay? So I wouldn't call this good research. Okay. It's called Office Politics the reduction of employees need for power. And I, Ooh. and so, so it comes out of Malaysia. I know nothing about the Malaysian culture, so no mm-hmm. insult at all. Um, but it, but the premise of the study is like when employees have a need for power, that's a problem for leaders. So leaders need to assert control and you and I do not share that, but there were some interesting outcomes from it. So I'm, I'm going sure. to, I, I'm going to read this, you know, just, you know, just for interest sake. Okay. Okay. So, so just to be clear, there are four doctors that, that put this study together. So I don't know how or why doctor or PhDs or I would say PhDs in this case, but I actually don't know. So I'm just going to tell you the study was uh, examined the relationship between need for power and personal attributes with the perception on office politics. And it involved 130 government officers. Okay. They did do random sampling. Okay. So I'm just going to get to the outcomes. So, so um, this, this is what it said. Uh, hang, yeah, there we go. Here, here's, here's the final paragraph. Okay. In this. The result from this study showed that when employees perceived that office politics were occurring in their organization, they would reduce their own power and will follow the direction made by their superior. 
This phenomenon will direct to the reduction of creativity and innovative thinking amongst employees. Yes, yes. In organizational politics, manipulation of power is exercised where parties will compete for power by playing the politicking game. To those who don't have good tactics, they will lose the game and may be jeopardizing their position in the organization. Right. Hence, they might be discriminated against, just like you were with this woman. This situation will reduce employees' motivation and morale. Hands down. And I saw that everywhere. I saw that in any organization. I I saw that in teams I took over that had a leader that was that way. And and here's the thing. When you have a great leader, you know, and if you don't know what a great leader is right now, trust me, you will know when you have one. When you have a great leader, there's no need for this, right? They're not going to create an environment that you need to do this. So you're not worried about that. We're talking about here are some key strategies. Um, these are some steps I would save when, when you don't have a great leader, right? So let's just be clear with the distinction, right? Not all leaders you need to do this with um, or in every organization. But when you don't have, right, this is what we call when you have a shitty leader, you're going to need these tactics to be able to do that. So step one, I would say, and thank you for that research. That's, that's actually great because you see it all the time. The step one, I would say, know the game you're playing. Recognize it's a game, right? Know the game that you are playing. Wow, okay, I need to do the office. Wow, okay, she wants to do this. Ah, great, he's looking for this. Know the game you're playing. So take that moment, stop and say, okay, identify your game. Step two, I would say, understand the outcome you're looking for. So what do you want with this, right? So step two is about the outcome. Do I want this position? Do I want this title? Do I want to be over here? Do I need to to get this thing going? Know what you're looking for. Because if you don't know what you're looking for or the outcome you want, then you're going to get easily caught up into it. And then you're going to be pushing and pulling and pushing and pulling. You'll be exhausted. And at the end of the day, they're going to be, they will be able to make the call to kick you out, right? And so there is no game. And you can right fight all day. You're out. Because when you're at that senior level and to the other level, they're listening to their so-called right hand. And so you on that other level, you can't skip four or five steps and say, oh, just so you know, your guy is not going to work. So like I said, number two, know the outcome you want. Number three, check Check off the things off that box. Because had I done that with that first leader, then I could have been way ahead of where I would have been. I Elaborate on that more specifically. Like what, what are they checking off? Oh, check the boxes. If, oh, you have to go to the place. You have to go to a, a golf game. Do you have to show up at a team event? Do you have to um, talk to someone else, you know, on that team? What box do they want you to check? Because make no mistake, they will tell you which box to check. They will be very clear with you of, oh, I was expecting you to do more of this. Oh, I was wondering that I, I thought you would do this. Like they will tell you the box. That's the thing they do quite well is they want you to know where you're supposed to be. It's like a farmer hurdling cattle. Do you think he, he knows where he wants the cattle? He knows where he wants these people going. So check that box. When I was in oil and gas, it's interesting because um, uh, part of the level that I was at um, it was golf and I no insult to golfers. I do not enjoy golf at all. It's not a skill that I have a desire to learn. None of it. 
I had one director who told his executive admin, you know, here's your role and duty. The first thing at the top of the list is get me out of golf games. That's how pervasive that is. But that director was always on the outside of the inner circle. Always. Hands down. I I believe it's bullshit. Like I hate this stuff, but it's about what you want and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. So for you guys out there listening to our wonderful voice and content today, what is your imperfect inspired action? What is that one thing you're going to do when it comes to this piece about playing politics? Share it with us. Think about it. Thanks for tuning in. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. You know, I was suicidal, actually, and I don't think we've ever actually talked about that on here. I don't really talk about it a lot, but I know you'll remember because those were the years. I think you and I had ne- had then split up, but we were still yeah. in contact. And yeah. I did end up going on medication for a while to kind of get some support. Hey, folks, medication is just a ladder that gets you out of a hole.